the perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features ensure that you can take on any adventure. What kind of features? Well, how about the available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud? Or the standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together? How about available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone? We're always trying to think about those great spring and summer getaways, but with a car like the Hyundai Santa Fe, anywhere can be your next adventure. To learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe, go to HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Chip Patterson, Tom Fernelli, Danny Cannell, and Bud Elliott. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Bud Elliott. That's Tom Fernelli. That's Danny Cannell. I'm Chip Patterson coming to you live at youtube.com slash cover three and all across the 24-7 Sports Facebook network. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for subscribing. And please come and join us in the chat. Smash that subscribe to jump in and be able to participate already. So many live viewers sharing their locks, sharing their thoughts. And now we get to have uh, some interaction with you as we get things started. This is the first full week one locks episode we're very excited for it we begin very quickly like we do with all locks episodes with a review of the week that was for tom fernelli we got to see a two and two week the wins were illinois team total over 27 and a half that fighting line offense came out cooking early as expected uconn covered that 27 looks like it was never a doubt but took a little bit of sweat and then the losses were new mexico state plus nine and a half uh we were inside the number until 90 seconds left with the sad field goal from nevada that ended up being an l then the under 49 and a half in northwestern nebraska much more scoring than expected tom thoughts notes on the week uh not a great start didn't like going two and two overall didn't really you know, it kind of missed out on a couple of the bigger plays, but I'm still happy that I was at least able to bail myself out with the Northwestern money line sprinkle because once that hit, I was going to be profitable no matter what. Yeah, the money line sprinkle was money for sure. A lot of profit from the money line sprinkles across the board. Uh, I had a three and two week. The wins included Northwestern plus 13 and a half. Uh, the Illinois first half minus six and a half. And Vandy, 
Let's go. Minus seven and a half. Uh, the losses, New Mexico State. I was also there with you. And Charlotte FAU over 59 and a half. FAU nearly did it for us. Charlotte gave me nothing. Um, that was a big time L for me. Danny, a four and three week. The wins were the under 50 and a half in New Mexico State, Nevada. I think you had that game pinned perfectly. Florida State minus 35 and a half against Duquesne. Also on Vandy minus seven and a half. And North Texas pick them right side of that one. We talked about that game and all the line movement. And I, I think that you were dialed in on the mean green. You took a loss with Nebraska minus 13, a loss with Utah State minus 26 and a half, and then Wyoming plus 12. Thoughts on the week? Uh, pretty happy. Week zero, you know, start off with a winning record. That's good. But this is the competitive side of me that like kind of is messed up when you think about how we do this. I'd rather be two and five and have beat you and uh, Tom in our locked fights, <laughs> but I'm going to be happy. I'm going to go. Congratulations on your guys wins. Clearly I was wrong on the Nebraska game and the uh, Utah state UConn program. So I'll take it, but I got to get off the snide here on the, uh, the locked fights. Bud goes six and two on the week. The wins were the first half under in New Mexico state, Nevada, Florida state minus 35 and a half, Illinois first half minus six and a half UNLV minus 21. Good gracious. Uh, we've, we've got a, a different run and rebels team right now out in Las Vegas, North Texas pick them. You were also on that side with the mean green and the first half over 26 and a half in Vandy, Hawaii. The losses were the Northwestern team total under 18 and a half. That offense was cooking with Ryan Holinsky and then Western Kentucky minus 21 and a half. But uh, what are the big takeaways? Uh, well, I started out the day uh, 0-2. So that wasn't great. Uh, guys in the comment section said uh, they stopped listening after that. And uh, sorry, because I didn't lose another one the rest of the day, right? And, until we got the Charlotte money line. So 6-2, uh, and two, I'll, I'll certainly take it. Uh, Illinois, Tom, looks much improved. I, I think UNLV with the addition of Ricky White. He did a really nice job there on the personnel side. UNLV, I think, is the fifth worst team in the Mountain West, which is a marked difference from where they've been in recent years. And I'll say one of the main keys from last week is figuring out which teams are bad and figuring out which teams are absolutely terrible because there is an important difference when it comes to betting. I mean, it's, if you can figure that out early in the season, then you certainly have an advantage there. All right, week zero in the books. We got a lot on deck here for week one. So, gentlemen, are y'all ready to lock it up? Let's go. Since 2005, the under the games between service partners you need over in this one as well. A little two for one special. I was sicker last week than overwatching two games. I was live betting the hell out of ULN. My blue plate special five star locks are coming. Five star master lock. Lock it up. I'm, I'm, I'm living and dying every point, every cover. Incredible. If you were watching on youtube.com slash cover three or on the 24 seven sports Facebook network, you got the very first look at uh, the just elite work from our graphics department, uh, new intro video for the locks theme song. But if not, I know a lot of you are listening to this as well. So we want to give you the goods, but you have the honors on the tee box. Uh, but first we, we want to go a little bit in order. Anything on Thursday that you want to turn our attention to? You're muted, bud. You did. All right, this is a road game for me. Maybe a little Jordan flu game too, uh, but I'm, I'm going AirPods for the mic. I'm going literally just new laptop because my laptop died for the speaker. 
that's okay because we have winners this week. Let's go. First lock, a lot of stuff for Thursday night. I'm going Tennessee over 50 and a half team total. I'm not scared by that number five. I think Tennessee will have 13 to 14 possessions. Remember, they have a tough game against Pitt coming up, which you might think, oh, they're going to call off the dogs. Maybe so, but they might want to let Joe Milton throw the ball around. He scored points last year against Bowling Green. I'm not really sure how much Ball State will score. I think there'll be a lot of three and outs early in this one. 50 and a half is only seven touchdowns and a field goal to get there. If Tennessee gets 13 or 14 possessions, I think they're scoring on more than half of them. So give me over 50 and a half here. Team total, balls, making producer Jordan happy. Lock it up. <laughs> I was going to say, did Jordan feed you that pick? Was he like, come on, here's 100 bucks. Just play this for me to make me feel better about myself. Um, anybody else got anything on Tennessee and Ball State? Trying to use some discipline here today. <laughs> I uh, So I liked where you're thinking. I think it's Hendon Hooker, a little sleeper Heisman play coming off the season last year. I was thinking about taking the um, under 67 and a half on this one. I'm going to stay away from it. Just I, I'm very curious to see if Tennessee's defense has improved somewhat, uh, but I'm going to stay away from that one. But I like the pick from Bud because I do think their offense is going to be unleashed uh, tonight. Danny, you got anything else for Thursday? I do. All right. Where do you want to go? My dad went to Pitt, hailed to Pitt, graduated from there. Still is uh, fourth in the all-time record books for the shot put there at Pitt. Shout out to my dad. Um, I don't know. We all saw it, right? You guys saw Keaton Slovis out there. Bleep you, West Virginia. <laughs> I think he's going to. I, I cannot justify buying into West Virginia with Graham Harrell coming to take over and reunite with JT Daniels and thinking that this game – is going to be within a touchdown. I think Pitt playing at home, new Acrisure Stadium. I think their offense be a little bit more methodical, but I don't think it's going to be awful. And I think their defense is going to get after JT Daniels a little bit, who I still, I look at somebody and I'm, he's transferred a few times. He couldn't keep the job at Georgia with all that talent around him. And if he couldn't succeed there, we're expecting him to go out and light it up at a place with less talent around him. I'm not buying him. Give me Pitt at home laying the touchdown. I think it's funny. We start the show with Bud backing Jordan by taking the Tennessee team total over, and then Danny follows it right up by shiving Coca in the side, <laughs> by right. fading West Virginia right off the snap. <laughs> I have, I don't know if you guys have plays for this game. I have yeah. nothing. I'm just really excited to watch it. 100%. Um, I am I, the, the joke that now I'm even tired of now, but I suppose I'll roll it out here. It ain't called the backyard shootout. It's called the backyard brawl. And when you go to the Wikipedia page, you know what you see? Games decided in the teens, games decided in the low 20s. This is a game that the fabric of it, the intensity of it, it is all decided at the line of scrimmage. It is decided with stops in the red zone. And then I can pair that with what I know and what we have learned about the Pitt Panthers in the post-Kenny Pickett, post-Jordan Addison, post-Mark Whipple era which is that we expect this to be a group that's going to rely on that offensive line, a very good offensive line, but grounding and pounding instead of slinging it across the yard and making Pat Narduzzi with how many pass attempts you've got. I think that the pit defense is one of the best in the ACC and the defensive line might be up there in like top five or so in the entire country. Then when I look at West Virginia, this is a group that the strength of the defense, I think is in the back half and the secondary I just don't see any explosive plays in this game. So we've got rivalry factor. 
We've got the playing style that I'm expecting from both of these teams. And I think that I've seen, I liked this at 51 and I think that it's even at 52 now, right? Key number. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's lock up that pit West Virginia backyard brawl under 52. Uh, I think that this is going to be a game that's decided in the, uh, the low twenties of the teens. All right. So I have a pick that is pretty similar to both y'all. It's another team total because I, I'm not real confident in Pitt's offense, but I think it'll be fine. Like, I don't think they're going to be terrible. They return all five offensive line starters, right? But I get Pat Narduzzi. I get the entire secondary back. I get everybody who played 200 snaps back. And I see Vegas hanging a 21 and a half team total for West Virginia. Now, look, maybe JT Daniels is going to play to the five-star status that we dropped on him five years ago, or maybe he's washed. Even if he isn't washed, that still could be a really long day against Pat Narduzzi's defense. Like, I, I trust Pat Narduzzi to know what to do with that. And Servassier Dennis is back at linebacker. Yeah. Lock up that under 21 and a half team total for the Mountaineers. Ooh, I love when we're able to hit so many different ways. Like, we're seeing the game the same it's like way. I don't agree. But it's, yeah, yeah. 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 We give you like a nice little uh, buffet that you can have your little sampling of uh, for all the different ways to attack this game. All Variety right. is the spice of betting. <laughs> Amen. All right. Anything else on Thursday night? I have two Thursday night plays. All right. Where do you want to go? I will start with the one that has been bubbling the entire offseason in which, you know, Chip, you and I, we get asked to do our expert picks for all the major conferences. And they ask us to pick, you know, the underrated team, the overrated team. Well, when we got the Big Ten picks a couple weeks ago, my options were I took Purdue as the overrated team, something I've talked about on the pod all summer getting ready for the season. I just don't think the Boilermakers are going to be able to play at the same standard they set last year when they went nine and four. And then Penn state was my underrated team because they were seven and six last year, five and six during the COVID season. They're better than that. They're more talented than that. I think people are sleeping on them a little too much. So my two narratives are right here colliding on the first Thursday night of the season Give me Penn State minus three and a half. They're favored on the road at Purdue for a reason. Don't overthink it. They're the more talented team. I like Aiden O'Connell. I just don't know what Aiden O'Connell has around him right now. I don't know how, how much I trust the Purdue defense, at least what's returned on it. Give me the Nittany Lions minus three and a half. Anybody oh. else jumping in on it? Lock the green. Let's go. What? Yeah. <laughs> Lock the green. Is that it? Did my, uh, did oh, my, I got you. um, you got me? Yeah. yeah. All right. I just didn't hear the song. <laughs> yeah, you, you heard the children sing, right? No, I didn't hear the children sing. We did. <laughs> if you guys got it, we're good. Audio, audio quality low, pick volume today. Hi, because Maggie wants a suburban. I agree with Tom. <laughs> I, think, I, I think Penn State's defense is, is really uh, pretty good. I believe in Sean Clifford here. I, I think they can hold the ball. And I wouldn't be surprised if Penn State's running game is okay. Maybe, maybe make this one a little bit lower scoring as well. All right. Does anybody else have another Thursday? Because I got one left. Wait, Danny, are you yeah, trying to get in on Penn State Purdue? You're you're sitting there with deep, oh. deep breathing the you entire time. Well, I'm on the other side. Oh, okay. So I'm worried about here. Go. I don't want to go against you guys. I'll save it for later. Nice. I'll save it for later in the show. 
on that one. So I'll wait for that one. Still, I don't want to fight timid. you guys. He's I, a little I, timid I, after going 0-2 in fights last week. He's I am. Scared. And He's I don't want to go after the bulldozer bud picks. Like He's just <laughs> plowing through everybody. Just running I, things. I thought he was going to go a little, uh, little down for a backpack hike here, uh, like old, old school <laughs> Luke Kang fatality. You know, let's fight it out. Um, All right. Uh, my oh, other man. Thursday night pick is it's a it's a blood feud it's kind of like a lock fight of its own it is pj fleck and the minnesota golden gophers going up against former coach the coach fleck replaced jerry kill and the new mexico state aggies and uh jerry kill and pj fleck not very fond of one another there have been comments in the past public by jerry kill about his thoughts about pj fleck and that's going to add a little layer to it. But I think the biggest factor for me is I don't believe New Mexico State is very good. And New Mexico State played on Saturday night, turning around, going to Minnesota to play on a short week on a Thursday night in the Gophers opener. P.J. Fleck probably with a point to prove. Give me Minnesota minus 36. It's a big number. But I, hey, Kirk Scirocco back, right? Going to try to let it fly. I, I don't hate the blood feud at all. All right, let's take it to Friday night. Uh, Tom, do you want to go oh, ahead? And- no, 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 no. I got, got another Thursday? I got two more. All right, let's go. <laughs> I got two more Thursdays. Let's go. I, I, let's let's just bet, bet the card. Let the chopper spray. All right, because I got AirPod issues, you got to cue me after you play this song. But, Chip, we're going to need the song. It's sicko mode time. It's time for sicko mode. Let's go. I'm a little bit lower on some of the teams in the bottom of the Sun Belt. If things go wrong, they could be like UMass UConn. That's kind of like sicko mode of a sicko mode. All right. So we are going to stick in Tom's game, but this is this is very niche. This is this is pretty sick, and it is not something that's going to be fun to report. In fact, it's going to be the opposite of fun, but it could be pretty profitable. I am going Minnesota. No, I'm going Northwestern. No, I'm going to Mexico State. First half team total. Under three and a half points. I don't think you're getting a touchdown. I don't think you're getting two field goals. I really think Joe Rossi's defense is really nice. Tom mentioned the four-day turnaround. I think they probably come out and pitch shutout in the first half. Maybe in the second half they score. But I'm I was not real impressed with that New Mexico State offense against Nevada. I'm not really sure what they could do in when did they fly out for this game? Probably Wednesday. Sunday's probably, an off yeah. day. So you so you had two days of practice. You think you got all that offense fixed? I don't think so. This is going to be hard to root for because once you get that one field goal, the next score you lose. But, uh, yeah, under three and a half, first half team total for New Mexico State. That's disgusting. That's like <laughs> the, the sweat that happens when New Mexico State recovers a Minnesota fumble in <laughs> scoring position when you're just sitting there. Also, their kicker just, sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, like, wow. He was pretty bad last week. Mm. All um, right, so what's your other one for Thursday? Okay, uh, I have one more for Thursday. Louisiana Tech, over 20 and a half team total. I think Louisiana Tech has a pretty good chance to score three touchdowns in this game. I do expect Missouri to score. I'm not really sure how many stops Missouri will get. I think Louisiana Tech has some nice receivers. They have a quarterback they got from TCU who has pretty good mobility as well. And I, I think that even though Missouri's defense should be somewhat improved over last year, I do think that Louisiana Tech can get the 21 plus. Sonny Cumbie's debut uh, with the Bulldogs there. Uh, certainly a head coach with lots of offense in his background. That check, checks out with me. All right, Friday, 
Tom, you want to get us started? You gonna you got to grab it, right? I mean, the line is absurd. Uh, I don't know what game you're speaking of on Friday. My Friday <laughs> play is Michigan State, Western Michigan, over 54. Because I think this is a Michigan State offense that is probably going to have a decent amount of success against the Western Michigan defense. And if you look at Michigan State and its openers in recent years where it always plays directional Michigan school, it scores points. It puts points on the board. I think that's going to be the case. But I also... I don't know what Michigan State did during the offseason to fix that secondary or to fix that defense. And I think the Broncos are going to be able to get not, you know, I think Michigan State's going to win this game comfortably. But I do expect Western Michigan to get some points on the board itself. So I think this total is a little too low. So I shocker upset of the century. I'm doing an over before and under on the locks pod. But I just think it's that good of a play. So Michigan State, Western Michigan over 54. Lock it up. Are you okay? Oh, give it to me. (laughs) I mean, if if Fornelli's taking it over, you know it's got to be a strong play. I think Peyton Thorne's one of the better quarterbacks in the Big Ten. He's going to be – Jaden Reed's an outstanding target. They brought in Jalen Berger. You know, maybe he's the transfer story this year from Wisconsin like they had with Kenneth Walker the third. That's pretty big shoes to fill. And I also think – I totally agree with you. This was the worst secondary in the country last season. Maybe improved, but they have to make a massive – improvement to you know go full circle where they're going to pitch a shutout or something like that i think it's pretty low total so i like it over too i'm going to stay in that game and and have a slightly different lock here i'm going to attack the first half because they do have that trip out west on deck i i want to bet michigan state here i'm going to take michigan state minus 12 and a half i think they come out firing western michigan lost a lot of key pieces off this team i do believe in their coaching staff uh, but i think minus 12 and a half here in the first half is a good look for michigan state so lock that up for me well, if Tom's not going to go there, I will. I'm going to yeah. go to Illinois, Indiana. And it, listen, shout out to uh, Jacob from Sportsline. I know he listens to the show, and, and Sportsline is fantastic. Absolutely uh, worth your money as you're preparing to get all your resources together. A good compliment to the Locks pod. But he pointed, pointed my attention to a, a side that I like the most in Illinois, Indiana. Give me the Indiana team total under 24. I do not think that we've got the same kind of option of pass catchers that we have had at Indiana. And while Connor Basilak should be able to provide uh, a little bit of a spark, I mean, we were talking about like begging for a spark or for anything. And though, as Danny mentioned on Wednesday's show, we've had a a changeover in terms of the the way that they're going to be calling plays, the way that they've got the coaching going on the offensive side. I also think that Illinois' defense is pretty good. And so I like this one. I think Illinois wins the game, tease maybe for later, but the one side of this that I feel the most confident in is that Illinois' defense is going to be able to keep uh, Indiana's offense in check. Give me the Indiana team total under 24. You're probably right. It's hard to trust Indiana to score a lot of points considering its QB situation and just how good Illinois' defense has played since about halfway through last year. All right, anything else from Friday? Oh, yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's do some more stuff. All right. Actually, only uh, only one more from Friday for me. Duke minus seven. I'm going to, Col- I'm going to Colorado. <laughs> and I think there's a lot of ways you can play this. I think you can lay it. I think you can go over. But I think the most the, – the thing I like the most, which is this is a lock spot. I'm, I'm not giving out, you know, 40 picks in a week. I'm going hey, over 34 and a half. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I am I am hot this week as far as, far as these, but I, I don't have quite as much later. So I just, for some reason, it, it lines up Thursday, Friday. 
Maybe I've just thought about these games too much. Yes. I'm going over 34 and a half team total for TCU. Uh, I think TCU has some weapons. I really doubt Colorado's defense here. They, their secondary is uh, rather inexperienced. The worry here is that Colorado is playing a quarterback who runs around a lot in Lewis if, if Shroud didn't actually win that job. And I, I maybe they'll both play. Uh, given Mike Sampers now the OC at Colorado, they could play a really slow pace, which could screw me here. But this is Sonny Dykes. This is him getting to TCU. They want to put on a show. Uh, they, they want to score a lot of points. I think they may play both quarterbacks in this game or maybe all three if they have some wildcat package for the other kid whose name uh, that I forget now. But I think they'll want to showcase all these guys and not just hand it you know, hand it off. So give me over 34 and a half. All right. As we before we make the move to Saturday, a quick review of what we've got. Tom has the Penn State minus three and a half, the Michigan State Western Michigan over 54, and Minnesota minus 36. I've got the West Virginia Pitt under 52 and the Indiana team total under 24. Danny's got Pitt minus seven and a half against West Virginia. Michigan State, Western Michigan over 54. Bud's got Penn State minus three and a half. Tennessee over 50 and a half. West Virginia team total under 21 and a half. New Mexico State team total first half under three and a half. Louisiana Tech team total over 20 and a half. Michigan State first half minus 12 and a half. And TCU team total over 34 and a half. Count them. That is seven plays before we hit Saturday. Good work, Mr. Elliott. Coming up on the other side, we turn our attention to Saturday's slate plus picks for Sunday and Monday. Next. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Back here on the Cover 3 podcast, it's time to turn our attention to Saturday. Uh, Bud, you've absolutely loaded it up. Danny has been disciplined. The chat's actually asking for DGen, Danny. I feel like you need to wait until we've got like, you know, a couple weeks before we start to see that. Uh, where would you like to go for Saturday's action? All right, I'll start off with the noon slate. We'll get it started, uh, kind of stay chronological here. There has been a trendy pick that I think some of you guys might be on in the UNC App State game, but I'm going to go to the other ACC North Carolina games. NC State travels to East Carolina. Now, I'm going to tell you guys a stat. I actually saw David Hale, ESPN, put this out today. The ACC it plays these group of five teams on the road. In the playoff era, they've played 64 road games against group of five opponents. The SEC, Big Ten, and Big 12 combined have 78. Here's the kicker. The ACC has lost 19 of those games. This weekend, 
terrifies me as an ACC guy, Chip, ACC boys. Like, this is such a trap weekend. NC State, very trendy pick. Everybody's talking about how great they are. Holt Nailers, the quarterback for East Carolina, comes back for his fifth year as a starter. I might be biased because I talked to their head coach this morning on the radio show. You are. But you know it's going to be rocking in Greenville. I think NC State wins the game, but 11 and a half, a little bit too much for me. So give me the Pirates as the home dog. I can get you 12. Oh, it's even better. So uh, anybody else got to play on this game? No. I do. Yeah. Oh, well, of course, Bud. Yes, yeah. Bud, Bud's got to play on every game. I do. Um, so here, here's what I want to do with this. I think Holton Naylor's kind of has Brock Purdy syndrome going on, right? Where we hype this guy up just because we've heard his, his name over and over and over again. I don't think he's that good. Now, maybe I'll reverse jinx him like I did with Helensky that week. I'm not really sure that East Carolina's offensive line is that good. You know, I, I read hoist, like I, I listen to hoist the colors, our 24 seven sports podcast. ECU's had, had some injury issues with receiver, right. Throughout this camp. I don't know what their continuity is like. I think North Carolina still be able to run football on them. And so for, and I think NC state's defense is nasty. So for that reason, I'm going to go under the 20 total points for East Carolina. I think this game could be lower scoring and ugly, but I think NC State's defense just says, "Ah, that's cute. You're done. Chokehold." Um, the 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 narrative side, Danny, to what you were mentioning, someone was asking me like, "What's the most important game for the ACC this week?" And there's no winning situations. There's only losing with egg on your face. It's like, all supposed to win, and you right. better. And if you don't, you're going to get mocked. And if it's a close game, you're going to get mocked. It's it's ridiculous the scheduling the ACC puts out. I was like, no, the most important one is probably Virginia Tech at ODU is you don't want to go and lose in Norfolk again. Uh, I'll, I'll keep it right there, but I will go to the Rock. I will go to Boone. And my two strongest takeaways from watching North Carolina were that Drake May is the real deal. The post-Sam Howell era will be absolutely fine for North Carolina's offense. And then second, that North Carolina's defense did not get some magic Gene Chizik dust sprinkled on it that's going to all of a sudden make it be a group that can't get pushed around. App State has a deep stable of running backs, a physical offensive line. They are going to run right at North Carolina and be able to march down the field. North Carolina, I think that with the, the young pups at running back, Marion Hampton, George Pedway, with some of the offensive options at wide receiver that have stepped up, even with the loss of Antoine Green and Josh Downs getting a little banged up, I kind of think that they're going to be okay. Love what Drake May did in the red zone, by the way, and being able to take care of the ball. I don't understand why we're – are we still getting 56 on this? Uh, I can get you 55 and a half if you're looking Let's to go, go over. Over. This thing could be over midway through the third quarter. I don't see uh, North Carolina getting a lot of stops, and I see North Carolina's offense being able to hum. I think this game is ultimately decided by dumb mistakes, stealing a possession, what are you like? What are you going to be able to do in kind of a back and forth shootout? This game is going to get loose, so I, I love the uh, taking the points here. And look, North Carolina has, is the more talented team, but North Carolina has been the more talented team and lost some road games in embarrassing fashion in the last two years. It is very possible that App State's going to be able to win this game, but at but if North Carolina wins, they're not going to be prevented from scoring. So give me the over. Homer pick. Homer pick. <laughs> no, I, I I, I'm not locking it up. Oh. Lock agreement? I think I, I think so. Yeah. 
Lock it up again. Okay. Let's get it going. Lock unity. Go. Yeah. All right, so everybody's on the we over. Get weird. Um, all right, well, the floor's open. Who wants to come get it? All right, I'm going because we are now how long into this podcast? We are doing lock unities on App State, North Carolina. We've got Bud giving team totals for first halves of New Mexico State under three and a half. And we have not mentioned any of the actual big games for the weekend. I'm going to break the seal. I'm going to give the people what they really want. Ohio State, Notre Dame. Ohio State is a team that is going to score 40 points per game minimum on a weekly basis. You are not going to stop them. You might slow them down a little, but you're not going to stop them. The key to beating Ohio State is going to be, can you score enough points to keep up with them? I don't think Notre Dame can. I think Notre Dame's got a new quarterback. I don't think they have an explosive playmaker on the exterior, on the outside the numbers to really help push the ball down the field. I think Michael Mayer is a very good tight end, but he's not a big play tight end. He's not the kind of guy who's going to turn a five-yard pass into a 70-yard touchdown. He's not the kind of guy that's going to exploit Ohio State's defensive weakness the last few years in the secondary. Ohio State, minus 17, lock it up. This game's probably over halfway through the third quarter. Lock it up. Hey, there we go. Chip's frozen, so he's in control of our let the children sing. <laughs> Whee! Whee! Yay! I'm get... with you. Um, I think this is going to be a coming out party of sorts for Ohio State. They've taken so much heat and criticism for what happened last year against Oregon and Michigan. They bring in Jim Knowles for a reason. I think they will be mentally and physically tougher on the defensive side of the ball. Feels like a big number, but I don't think it's going to be that big towards the end of the game. I think they pull away late in this one, um, which is why I also have a two-for-one special. Yes. Give me the under on this one. I think their defense is going to shut down Notre Dame's offense. And, you know, Tommy Reese is back, but they're going with the quarterback, Ty Buckner. I just – and I feel like – Notre Dame probably wants to try to slow the game down. I think they probably want to try to run the football and play keep away somewhat. But even if they limit the possessions, I don't think they're going to stop that Ohio State uh, offense. So give me the under as well, which is at 59, 59 and, and a half. half. Yeah. Play the children for me and Danny, our lock agreement on Ohio State. Minus <laughs> Thank you. There we go. I, I, I thought about going work hedge Notre Dame. And by work hedge, I mean, if this game is a blowout as it expects, then, hey, we get to do get our, our instant reaction show prep going. We might even be able to get the show started. But to lose a lock and also be up later than you want to be because this thing's in double overtime, like, come on. Listen, the work hedge principle is real, okay? You figure out what's going to work best for your clock, and then you maybe, you know, create a, a financial or lock opportunity to uh, to benefit otherwise. Ultimately, I'm staying away here. I'm manifesting an early reaction pod. <laughs> I'll go to the other uh, big game. Give me Georgia, and I'll lay every one of them. Is it seven? Do I get a 17, or do I have to go with 17 and a half? Uh, the best I could uh, find you hold on right now. 17? Yeah, you can get a 17. There's like yep. three or four of them. Yeah. Yeah, Georgia minus 17. I, how, how many wins does Bo Nix have against Georgia? No, none. none. Yeah, zero. 
I, I don't know how many points Oregon's going to score in this game. And I think that Georgia can running back and tight end their way to a 20 point win. Like the, the model for the way that Georgia can win this game. Cause I, I think Oregon's got a very talented defense, but go back to last year and it was kind of middling, right? I mean, was, was Oregon's defense awesome when they played Utah twice? Like was Oregon's defense awesome when they would still get pushed around just a little bit. And we do have Dan Lanning coming in and there's some plus value there. But I think that the the Kentucky Georgia game last year was like the ideal way that you get beat where it's like zero, zero at the end of the first quarter. Oh my gosh, look, they're, they're hanging in there. Then all of a sudden it's like 14 to seven at halftime. Oh my gosh, is Kentucky going to do it? They're like, bang, bang, two explosive plays. They've got the leverage and they just squeeze you out boa constrictor the rest of the way. And I, I see something very similar to that. I think that Georgia won't be winning by 17 at the end of the first quarter, but it's going to be a game where that elite athleticism that they have, all Stetson Bennett needs is like two explosive plays downhill when somebody falls asleep in that Oregon secondary. And this game's going to be out of control. So I, I'm going to take Georgia and I'm going to lay every single one of those points. I think they win this game by 20. Found just 16 and a half, by the way. Yeah, yeah. let's go. By the way, a couple of people I see chiming in on the chat saying, hey, where are they getting these numbers? We shop around. There's several sites that list all the books available. So if you want to yeah, find if some you guys, of those. Like, I got, I'm, I'm looking up here at Unabated. I think they do a pretty good job. It's a lot cheaper. Like if you guys really want to shout out for something, it's a lot cheaper than like, you know, a, a Dom Best. Like if you have $500 a month to throw on something, like it's considerably cheaper. You can see everything. Of course, we love Caesars, but they also have like, you know, Penny, uh, you know, Chris, Vandal MGM, all, all, all those. If you're looking for the team totals, DK puts their team totals out. Real, not Danny Canal, but like, you know, Drap K uh, puts their team totals out real early. Rivers has the them. Other DK. Has some. Right. They're, they're definitely out there right now. All right. Well, I've got another play on that game, Chip, that's somewhat similar to yours, but I'm not taking Georgia Lay in the points. I'm just taking the under because I'm with you in that I don't know how many points Oregon is going to score on the Bulldogs in this game with Bo Nix at QB. I have some, I think, reasonable skepticism there, but I also don't think George is just going to come out and light it up against Oregon either because, yeah, Utah was able to put points on the board against Oregon, but I still think that this is a solid defense. I think there's a lot of talent, particularly in the front seven returning on that defense that I think kind of, it can't stop Georgia because I think Georgia is going to be stronger than it in the long run, but can slow it down and limit what Georgia's best at offensively. So I don't think the Bulldogs are going to score a ton of points. I don't think Oregon's going to score a ton of points. I think this is going to be two defensive teams putting their defenses forward. So give me Georgia, Oregon under 53. I've really thought about this game a lot and I, I know we got to keep the show moving. I just, I think Oregon can really bang with Georgia on the lines of scrimmage, but I don't know if I like any of Oregon's receivers against Georgia's DBs. And I don't really like Oregon's DBs that much. And not that I love Georgia's receivers. I'm very fascinated. Like Georgia has talked a lot about maybe, or not talked about, but Georgia fans have talked a lot about, Hey, we have these three stud tight ends. Maybe we'll play a lot of like 13 personnel, which would be pretty wild. I'm not really sure Oregon's the team you want to do that against. I think you mm -hmm. ideally you'd want to spread Oregon out. Uh, but I think Georgia's better. All right. While we're uh while we're here playing the hits and we've mentioned Utah a couple times, anybody getting in on Florida, Utah? Because I've got to play. Let's hear Let's it. Hear it. Right. Over. I think that if Florida like so 
let's just let's play this out as though it's going to be right there along the point spread. I don't think Florida's defense is the reason that Florida would be close. If Florida's close in this game, I think Anthony Richardson has had a successful time playing against this Utah team. And 51, 52 points, not not a ton to ask when you've got a, a player like Cam Rising on one side and a Utah offense that, I mean, this, it, it seems as though I need to remind fans that this is not hand the ball to Devontae Booker 35 times and then just kick field goals and punt. Like, ever since Andy Ludwig took over, like all the way back to when Tyler Huntley got this thing rolling, like this is an offense that gets moving, hits explosive plays, puts points on the board. And I think that Florida's defense was not a plus value group last year. And personnel wise, I do not think that they are up to par to be in that kind of shutdown group. I think Utah is going to be able to score. And if this game is going to be close, I think that Florida has been able to do it as well. And how do I factor in humidity and, you know, all, all these other like things that are coming into play? It's DBs getting cramps and explosive plays down the field. So I, I think that it is not going to take too many explosive plays for me to be able to get to uh, this total and that if Florida is going to play this close and if Florida is going to threaten for the upset, I see it far more about Florida being able uh, to get some of those skill players that we've been waiting on to arrive for a long time to get some of them loose uh, against this Utah defense. So give me the over in Florida, Utah. I got to play in the game. I'll go ahead and take, give me the Gators. Oh, Gator, Gator, Dan. Danny's back. <laughs> Gator Danny is back. Um, Utah has been a trendy pick. I like Utah. I like Kyle Whittingham. I think they could eventually go on to win the Pac-12. This is a rough spot to start week one. Not only do they have to go into all those conditions, they don't know what they're getting. Like, you know, they, they don't know what they're prepping for. They'll go back and they'll watch Billy Napier at Louisiana and try to look at that offense, but that's with a different quarterback. Now they're trying to prep and – they just don't know what they're going to get. I think that is a big advantage, especially playing at home. You know it's going to be loud. Kyle Winningham's been said he's been doing crowd noise all camp, something they don't usually do. I talked to him this morning, too, and I hope he's not listening. But I think a full field goal is too much. I think the Gators are going to be primed and ready uh, to go toe-to-toe. -to -toe. I do think it's a close game, but I think the Gators could prevail. But if I'm going to get a full field goal, I'll go ahead and take it. Because I Which, really hope I win the bet and the Gators lose, to be honest. But not that much Gator, Danny. There right. we go. There we go. The Knoll Hedge. <laughs> no, Wit, Wit heard that and he's like, well, I'm never going back on his show again. Jeez. <laughs> That's right. Does anybody else, any more plays in this game? Bud, you got anything? I don't. I, I think this line is probably pretty good. I, I have adjusted Utah up because you have to take out the, uh, the, the, the stats from last year when the other kids Anybody? played QB. Um, you know, I, I don't like Florida's second line on defense, but I like their starters on the defensive line. So to me, like one of the reasons I'm maybe not quite as high on Florida uh, is because I, I wonder how they survived the year attrition wise, but like for game one, they seem pretty healthy. We, we saw the Arizona state receiver they got is, is healthy. I think Marshall's a go for this game too. I, I think the line's about right guys. All right. Um, I, I'm starting to get a little thin here, buddy. Are you still sitting on a lot? Not a lot. Um, I, I just, I, I proposed something in the chat, so I, I can't, uh, I, I can't use that. Tom vetoed, um, no. but I, I understand. 
I I understand. If I can't use that, is it are they a favorite then? I was going to take somebody and bet them at like plus three hundred. Uh, yeah, okay. I I can uh, I'll I'll save that one for for my money line sprinkle, I guess, because I can get them at plus. Wait, do you travel with multiple screens in your hotel room? Because I see you looking around. You got you right, you got so multiple you, you screens got me out on this. traveling. Oh my goodness, that is sicko <laughs> right, mode. If you really if you really want to know, um, Chase Reserve card gets you free Instacart and free DoorDash. Uh, plus. Anyway, like there's a long, if you actually use the features, it's, it's definitely pays for itself. So I just Instacarted two monitors uh, to the hotel room. It's worth it. Like I'll, I'll make the money back in, in, into place. Nice. That's Plus what I'm talking about. I, I, I wanted to add a, uh, like a 35 inch vertical. So. <laughs> That's um, the next trip. This, this one will pay go. for it. <laughs> yeah. right now. So. That is so great. I saw his eyes yeah. scanning the room. I'm like, he can't be checking out the hotel art. <laughs> I just Instacarted two monitors to the hotel room. Oh, man. Um... <laughs> no, I got... I'll, show you guys. I'll show you guys if you want. <laughs> so great. I, I have three locks left before yeah. sprinkles. I don't know about you guys. Take it out of locks. I got three. Can we can we go back to an old an old well here? Do we do we think that we get to start the start the day? Start start yeah, literally start the day in the noon slate, cashing an old reliable. How about Michigan, Colorado State over 61 and a half? Hmm. But Chip, which quarterback will it get you there? Does not matter, baby. Michigan home overs have been <laughs> so profitable over the years. And we do, as you mentioned, Tom, because of this quarterback competition, we do have the potential of both of these quarterbacks going out there and not running the full playbook, but certainly trying to move the ball and push it down the field. You all, all three of you are very high on Michigan, as evidenced by your lock unity for the team total over nine and a half. As Bud has mentioned, the wide receiving core is fully healthy. It's going to be very fun to watch that full plethora. Oh, we lost him again. You know what? I got the over under on Chip's internet connection at being zero. <laughs> we, we we should not have gotten drinks with Barton. <laughs> it, it cursed it when we were in Nashville. It's definitely been contagious. All right. Yeah. No, it's I will fit I will try to finish what he's saying. It is a long-held principle. Michigan does like to score points at home. It does like to keep the home fans happy. And also I think Colorado State, honestly, Hello. now that Jane worked. Oh, there he is. Hey, buddy. I'm, fil- I'm finishing your point for you. Jay Norvell coming to Colorado State. That offense is probably going to be, you know, get some points. We'll see. I-, I agree with you, Chip. I understand. It's nice to, it's like getting into bed under a warm blanket at the end of the night, taking those Michigan homeovers, especially during the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will go next. I've got one. I don't know when it happened, but I kind of just became like a Boise State guy this year. <laughs> I've taken Boise State plus three. I think they're going to win the Mountain West. I think that I look at the Mountain West this year, and Bud, like you were saying, UNLV is going to be like the fifth worst team in the conference. I don't think that says a lot. Like, I think there's going to be a lot of bad teams in the Mountain West this year. And I just think that Boise is a team that's getting a little too overlooked after what Utah State did last year. It's just been kind of 
you know, San Jose State won it in 2020 in the COVID season. I think I don't think Hank Bachmeyer is great, but I think he's a veteran, experienced QB. I think that the roster is solid, and I don't think the rest of the conference is that sturdy. And I look at this game, they're opening the season on the road against Oregon State, another program and team I like, getting three points. But the problem I have with Oregon State is it's really hard for me to trust the Beavers as a favorite considering how porous that defense has been for most of the last four years. So give me the Broncos plus three. So, Tom, I'm going on going with something similar with you here. Uh, I, this was actually the one that I wanted to hit as an alternate line. Um, but, like, I wanted the alternate line to count for the sprinkles, but we're not going to do that. We're going to try to keep it at least somewhat within the realm. Uh, I'm going to go under team total on Oregon State here. I, I, I do think Oregon State's a really good offense, but I think Boise State's defense is sneakily excellent. And mm-hmm. 29 and a half for a team total. Uh, that's actually too juice. Give me, give me 29 flat. I, I don't want to take something minus 130. Uh, under 29, Oregon State team total. Uh, I, I think this game is a little bit lower scoring. The way that I lose this is if Boise decides it wants to play with a ton of tempo, but it really didn't last year. So I, I'm, I'll believe it when I see it that a defensive coach is going to play with that much tempo. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. I got one for you. All right. Uh... I'm going to go back to the well, something comfortable from last week. You got Rhett Lashley taking over SMU, traveling to Denton to take on Seth Luttrell and the North Texas Mean Green, coming off a pretty convincing win, 31-13 to against UTEP last week. 11 points, too many for me. I think there could be a little bit of a slow start, sluggish out of the gate for SMU. Probably pull away late, but give me North Texas. I told you, I think. I think Bud was on. Weren't you on them for one of this uh, um, long shots? As I had last week. Conference champ. And I have, yeah. I have thirty to one. Uh, for, yeah. For the Cusick. Which I now think is not. I, it's pretty good. Pretty good value, and I think you're going to feel really good about it after this weekend. They play SMU tough, so give me I, North Texas getting eleven. I get you twelve. Even better. Circle. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chip, how many you got left? I'm done till uh, sprinkles. All right, I've got two left, so I'll fire them out real quick. Uh, this is not a service academy under, 
but it's kind of like a service academy under. I'm taking the under 53 and a half in Army and Coastal because Coastal runs an option offense. It's just not the option offense you think of. It's got RPOs and other little wrinkles in it, but the basic premise is the same. They do run the ball 60% of the time. That does keep the clock running. And on the other side for Coastal, their defense doesn't strike me as the kind that's going to have a ton of success slowing Army down. So I think Army, on the flip side, will be able to control the ball and bleed a lot of clock because I don't see Coastal getting too many stops, especially with Army going for it on fourth down as often as it does. I think this is going to be like a service academy game and that there's going to be a lot of run, a very limited possessions. The clock's never going to stop. So under 53 and a half. I kind of, my lean is Coastal minus two, but it's nothing with any smarts behind it. I just have too much respect for Myrtle beach. <laughs> I just, I, I just don't think, listen, a lot of the military have gotten in trouble on over a weekend in Myrtle beach. Okay. And you can find yourself in trouble with military. if You get a little too rowdy at a bar in Myrtle beach, but I'm going to stay away from it. I, I think that coastal ain't losing the game in Myrtle beach is is not a strong enough principle for me to be able to lock it up. But I just see that would be very disappointing for the Chanticleers if they were to lose that game and very big for Army also. Anybody else got anything? Because I got one more. I know Bud's got a bunch. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I'm out. I, I, I told you it's kind of weird. All mine came up front this week. Nice. All right. Uh, my final lock before we get to the sprinkles. Give me Arkansas minus six and a half against Cincinnati. I just think I I think that we're kind of I think Cincinnati's still going to be one of the best group of five teams in the country. I think Cincinnati can end up getting to a New Year's Six bowl game again, not a playoff game, but a New Year's Six game. It's just when Cincinnati loses nine draft picks, Luke Fickle's done a fantastic job recruiting and developing players. I just don't think that the very first game of the next season, when you're replacing everything that the Bearcats have to replace, that they're going to be flying at 100%. I think this is a Bearcats team that's probably going to start peaking once it gets to conference play. I think going on the road to face Arkansas, a team with its you know experience at quarterback and experience at a lot of places on that roster, it's a little too much to ask. I don't think they get blown out, but I do think the Razorbacks are going to win this one by a touchdown. So give me the Hogs minus six and a half. I want to fight this so bad. I loved it when it was seven and a half because that's where it was not that as soon long as it ago. got under seven, I was all over it. Yeah, yeah. so I'm not going to touch it. I'm going to use some discipline. Maybe we can have a gentleman's bet or some beers <laughs> or something on that one. Um, I'm going to go. I'm just going to get it out there. Get it out of the way. Night. And if, if Bud doesn't lock it up with me, I'm going to make sure his tickets are revoked to the game. <laughs> he said he's out. We'll see if I can lure him into this one. Give me the Seminoles catching three and a half in New Orleans against LSU. I believe in this team, and I know I'm, I'm, I, I will be. I'll be upset if it if it gets ugly. I don't think it gets ugly. I think Florida State is much better as a roster, and I think they're much better mentally than they've been. I mean, for the first time in who knows how long, I could actually sit in what was supposed to be a blowout and enjoy a blowout and say, "All right, let's get some of the young guys work." Showcased a lot of depth on the offensive line which it's not going to be the same story. I get that. But I think Jordan Travis is playing with a lot of confidence. And if you look at the last six games of last year, you start diving into some of his numbers. He's been really impressive. They've done a pretty good job creating a system around him. And the best part about the game this past weekend 
They didn't have to use Jordan Travis's legs. He only had four rushes, 11 yards. He did have a touchdown, but I think they're going to utilize him more as an offensive run threat, which could create, create some problems against LSU. Because I, I mean, Florida State's going to have trouble. I don't think they're going to maul LSU's defensive line, but when you create that numbers advantage with a running quarterback, I think that'll help open things, some things up, both in the run game and easier passes. They've got a better slew of wide receivers. A little bit worried about my big guy who dropped a couple, but he did have a couple nice catches. Who's the tall one again, bud? I forget uh, who the uh, – Jordan Wilson. Yeah, Jordan Wilson. He And even when he caught a big catch, it was kind of a double catch. But I think that was big for him. So give me Florida State catching three and a half in New Orleans. All right, th- this was another one of, the, one of the ones that I wanted to go alternate line on. But since Tom won't let me put those in, in the money line sprinkles. They're money line sprinkles. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Yeah, lock agreement. Let's go. All right. <laughs> peer pressured um, into it. Uh, yeah, I'm totally peer pressured into this. I agree with you. You got a bye week coming up, so let's let's run the heck out of Jordan Travis. Uh, LSU has a higher ceiling as a team than FSU does. I'm not sure that it has a higher floor. And so you're kind of wondering how how ready will they be in week one? Maybe they'll be really ready. I don't know if, if Jaden Daniels is somebody that I really trust. Uh, I don't think Jordan Travis is a great quarterback, but I think he's a pretty good college quarterback when he's healthy. And as far as I know, he is. Danny mentioned that they showcase a lot of depth on the offensive line. Yes, because a lot of guys got banged up. So that does scare me, <laughs> right? Uh, but I think that this is going to be a lower scoring game, by the way. I think both uh, defenses will try to protect their corners. They have pretty good, like their safeties are better than their corners on both teams. And their defensive lines are both really good. Sketchy offensive lines for both. I think they're going to probably hang back in two deep shell. Dare teams to run the ball, maybe play a lot more dime nickel type stuff on both sides, which play a little red zone roulette. In that circumstance, lower scoring game, I'll, I'll take those three and a half points, Danny. I agree. Lock green. All right. And uh, in, is, is anybody going to drop a lock on Clemson, Georgia Tech on Monday? No. Oh, yes. All right. I got one. Go. Give me the under. I mean, we know this Clemson defense is going to be one of the top defenses in the country. We haven't seen anything from Georgia Tech offensively that would think they'd be able to, they'd be the team to put up points on this uh, Clemson defense. And as much as I'm hearing about DJ and all this, you know, confidence that he's gotten him, you know what I think the best thing they can do is run Will Shipley a lot, get that run game going. And I, I just don't see them all of a sudden just opening it up and becoming this high powered, you know, offense. It's 50 and a half. It's a pretty low number. I think there's a chance they could pitch a shutout in this one with that defense. But I think, you know, best case scenario, what is it, 35? points maybe for Clemson. I just don't think they're going to be that offensive juggernaut. Last year, Georgia Tech fought them pretty well as well. Clemson only scored 14 last year. I think they'll do better. I think the offense will be better, but I got to see it before I believe it with that Clemson offense being all of a sudden, you know, turned around. I mean, Dabo would love to play good defense, run the ball and get out of that thing with a comfortable win. So I, I definitely, uh, I definitely am seeing the game the same way you are as well. All right, let's review what we've got. Tom has Penn State minus three and a half, Michigan State, Western Michigan over 54, Minnesota minus 36, Ohio State minus 17, Georgia, Oregon under 53, Boise State plus three, Army Coastal under 53 and a half, and Arkansas minus six and a half. I've got West Virginia Pitt under 52, Indiana team total under 24, App State UNC over 55 and a half, Georgia minus 16 and a half, 
the Florida Utah over 51 and a half, the Michigan Colorado State over 61 and a half. We've got Danny on Pitt minus seven and a half, Michigan State Western Michigan over 54, App State UNC over 55, Ohio State minus 17, ECU plus 12, Ohio State Notre Dame under 59 and a half, Florida plus three, North Texas plus 12, Florida State plus three and a half, Clemson Georgia Tech under 51. And Bud is on. Penn State minus three and a half. Tennessee team total over 50 and a half. App State UNC over 55. West Virginia team total under 21 and a half. New Mexico State first half team total under three and a half. Louisiana Tech team total over 20 and a half. Michigan State first half minus 12 and a half. TCU team total over 34 and a half. Florida State plus three and a half. ECU team total under 20 and a half. And Oregon State team total under 29. That brings us to the money line sprinkles. Last week, we saw Tom cash on Northwestern plus 420, New Mexico a loss on New Mexico State plus 280. I cashed Northwestern plus 420. Danny lost on New Mexico State plus 280. Bud lost on Charlotte plus 255. Uh, so, what do we think? What do we think? Where are we going? Well, you know, you tried to bait me into a pick earlier, Chip, mm -hmm. on the Friday night slate, because you had the audacity to think I was going to take Illinois in the points. I did. The, the hell do I need the points for? Well, Illinois is going to go to Bloomington on Friday night, and it's going to beat Indiana, not just cover the spread. So give me Illinois plus 112. Let's go. Ching. All right. Then do you want my other sprinkle, or do you want yeah, to go let's some? let's do it. All right. Yeah, let's just go. Let's go, Gator Dan. Florida. I don't need the points. Florida plus 125. They're going to beat the Utes. They're not just going to cover. Give me the Gators. All right. I like it. Danny? All right. I'll rattle off some of mine. Last year, the Purdue spoiler makers ruined many a season. I think they start off strong. A home win outright against the Nittany Lions. If you can help me with these numbers, uh, Tom. I don't have them written down. Yeah, I just yeah, have the I games. All right, so I got Purdue to win outright. I mentioned the stat earlier. All right. Oh, I mentioned the stat earlier about the ACC against Group of Five. Which one? I'm going to spin the wheel of ACC versus Group of Five, and it's coming up on the Hokies. Virginia Tech traveling to ODU, losing again outright to Old Dominion. I got two more for you. One's a little bit wild, but this one I don't think is. Arizona going to San Diego State. To take on Brady Hoke's squad, they are a six and a half point dog. Who's who was on the over? Was it Tom? Yes, sir. Best yeah, one win team in the nation. San right. Diego State's got a lot going on. It's yeah. not great. Some of the coverage around them, distractions. I think Arizona is going to be improved. I'm sure the Pac-12 has been hearing about how San Diego State has dominated that conference. I think Arizona gets the win. And then last one for me, you guys are going to have to do some digging to find this number for me. Last year, how many FCS teams beat FBS teams? I believe it was nine, <laughs> I believe. So I had to find one. Yeah, FCS teams, 12 wins in 2021 last year, the most in a season since 2013. And that was six FCS over FBS wins in week zero or week one. This is the time to get it done. If you remember one of those games last year, was Dan Hawkins and UC Davis going to Tulsa as a 22-point uh, underdog. 
Now they go as a 21-point underdog to Cal and take on a Pac-12 school in-state rival. Dan Hawkins does it again, pulls off the upset, and I'm going to hit the jackpot here. Got to find it for it's a 21 point line. I don't know what that would translate to. I can't hold on. 21 sports books pulled up, and I've got no lines on that yet. But we can we can calculate it for you real fast. What's the spread on that game? I knew you'd be able to do it. 21. 21. 21 point spread. Okay, Mm -hmm. I'll just find. Give me another game that that is a uh, 21 point spread real fast. Or Uh, or something. Oh, there's a bunch. Let me find one. Uh, Michigan State's like 23, right? Yeah. Okay, or Oklahoma State is like 21 and a half. So. Best you can get on Central Michigan is plus 1100. Let's put a let's put plus a thousand as a placeholder, and we'll fill it in when uh, perfect when, when when they come. A little ten to one shot. I can't even find it anywhere. <laughs> it's hard to find. Yeah. Is that that's a Saturday game, right? I believe so. Yeah, it's on the. I, I don't. I don't think they're drop. I don't think they're dropping Saturday FCS versus FBS money lines on on Thursday morning. <laughs> I, lo- I love how he's being all disciplined, Danny, at the start of the show, and then we get to <laughs> the end, sprinkles. and he's firing five sprinkles or four <laughs> sprinkles, and one of them's UC Davis. <laughs> DJ Danny's back. <laughs> okay. I actually have a. Uh, I've got a bigger dog. Oh. Than that. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm gonna go to Washington, all right? Kent State comes out there. I think Kent State can score. I think that's a pretty good program. I think they're going to win the MAC this year. And I look at my screen, and I see plus 1275 mm-hmm. hanging out there. And you know what? I make this thing plus 900, my own personal numbers. So plus, plus 1275, when I think plus 900 is fair value, that's a little overlay for me. I'm going to go ahead and play this plus 1275. I think they can score. Now, look, I think Washington will score on them for sure. But maybe it's a score fest. Maybe Washington is not quite as ready to play game one under Kalen DeBoer as we think they are. I just think plus 1275 is value. All right. Anybody join me on that? I, I'm no. <laughs> no, definitely not. Okay. All right. Uh, I have three more, actually. Of okay. Various size. Give me plus 102 on Texas State. This is another one of the ones I wanted to go alt line because it feels like barely a money line dog. But I, anyway, I think Texas State should be favored in this game. So I'm obviously going to take them at that plus 102 at Nevada. Nevada is terrible. Texas State, actually, if you guys didn't realize, has Lane Hatcher, who is a pretty okay quarterback and certainly better than what Nevada has, in my opinion. So give me plus 102 there. Uh, I'm also going to take North Texas plus 340. I thought North Texas looked good last week. Now, I'm a little concerned about their ability to give up the explosive pass play with reckless abandon because I think SMU will be able to hit some of those. But I just don't think this number should start with a three. I think, like, plus 270 is 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 more of a fair number here. And it could be a potential high-variance game. Uh, and then I have one more for you guys. Middle Tennessee State is a team that I'm under on as far as their, like, season win total, especially in conference. But I... I don't think they should be plus 190 going to James Madison. James Madison lost a lot of really important guys to the transfer portal, including Antoine Wells, who's you know starting receiver at South Carolina right now. I, I think plus 190 is a little bit of value here on Middle Tennessee State. So, yeah, quick sprinkling of the board there for me. It's the devastating start to the Dukes FBS history, according to Bud Elliott. It's raining on their parade. Mm. All right. I am with you on uh, on Arizona. And I am 
going with something that is very reckless, but that's what Moneyline Sprinkles are for. Because it's going to be a swampy. We, talk, we, we spent so much time talking about the difference between Salt Lake City and Gainesville. Oh, yeah, go to Tampa. And not enough time talking about the difference between Provo and Tampa, where we're probably looking at, what, five-hour game, right? <laughs> Lightning Two delay. Days. And we've got Yari Bohannon, the former Baylor quarterback, taking over for USF. The Bulls have won three games in two years under Jeff Scott, but they've got a BYU team with a little number beside their name, a ranked team in town, and there is an opportunity to pull off an upset that I think would go a long way in inspiring confidence throughout this locker room and up and down this roster. I'm riding Bohannon. I'm riding the weather delays, throwing off their schedule, and the humidity could be just as impactful here as it is in Gainesville. Give me USF money line. Wow. How about 355 on that chip? Yeah. Oh. Hey, here's something else, too. Um, I follow some BYU beat writers. Did you guys see this yesterday? They, uh, there's a little, little chatter going on. Maybe uh, Puka Nakua or Nasua, however you say his name, he's a pretty damn good receiver, and Romney uh, are both uh, questionable. That's their, that's their read on the situation, like interpreting the press conference of the coaches. It's a really big deal. If they don't play, this line should not be double digits. I thought you were going to say they were hooking up with Zach Wilson's mom's friends. <laughs> All right, now this podcast off the rails. <laughs> they Instacarted two of them to their hotel room. <laughs> Instacarted monitors to the hotel room. We've, we've been fighting uphill battles with our connections all day, but we've got a whole slate of winners for you. And you can follow him on Twitter at Bud Elliott three. You can follow him at Tom Fernelli. You can follow him at Danny Canell. You can follow me at chip underscore Patterson. We'll be back on Saturday night after Ohio state Notre Dame. We're going live with our first, with our week, not our first reaction show, we did a week zero one for y'all, a whole hour. Uh, we will be live with our week one instant reaction show. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.